Welcome to Nest Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nestchurch.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are loved. I'm so happy to be here, guys. Uh, uh, Pastor Rigo called me, and he was like, you know, with the situation that he's going through right now uh, with, uh, with COVID and whatnot, and he's like, listen, uh, can you do me a favor and cover me? And I was like, bro, you don't have to ask me twice. I love coming to Nest, and like I said, I feel, I feel it's family. I want to say what's up to my boy, Esty, in the back over there. I've known him since sixth grade, and he called me the other day, and he's like, oh, what's up? And I was like, oh, I'm going to be preaching at Ness, and he's like, I'm going to go see you. I love you, bro. You know, we've known each other since we were 11 and lived a lot of crazy things, uh, which we won't talk about today. Um, <laughs> how's everybody doing? You guys are good? Yeah? It's been a crazy season, right? I, I, I just, like a week ago, I tested negative. I had tested positive for COVID, and I was... I was in quarantine for about 16 days. Oh, man. Um, thank God that it didn't hit me that crazy. You know, I had a lot of body ache, like pain in my joints and stuff like that, extreme fatigue, uh, but I didn't have any trouble breathing or anything like that, which is which I'm grateful for, you know, because I guess a little scary. And uh, I got to be honest with you, you know, before I go into the Word, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a little challenging. Um, you know that uh, faith comes from, from hearing and hearing the Word of God. But when you're not, when you're hearing things that are not the word of God, then fear settles in. And, uh, and I, I hate watching the news, you know, because uh, it's only bad news. That's all they talk about, bad news. So I just, and then they repeat it over and over and over and over again. You know, uh, repetition will do something to you, you know. So it's bad news being repeated over and over again. And, uh, and you know what? Uh, in, the, in the midst of it, I'm... Well, they have diagnosed me with diabetes for like seven years ago. I don't like saying I'm diabetic because I don't want to label myself because God is a God of miracles, right? <clears throat> so, um, so there was a little fear in my heart because when you're diabetic, you're predisposed and to getting, you know, hitting you a little bit more serious than others. And I had to battle that, you know, because you're locked up in a room. I was upstairs in my room, my kids and my wife, I, I didn't, I, you know, it was just weird, man. I couldn't hug my kids. I couldn't hug my wife. Uh, and I think that must, that, that's, the, that's the most challenging, at least for me, was the most challenging part, just being up there by yourself and then being left alone to your thoughts. You know, there's only so much TV you can watch, you know, you know, say, you know whatever it is, you're too, like, I was so weak that I couldn't, I, could, I couldn't read, I couldn't focus. I would just sometimes put my, put my phone, put worship music and just lay there because that's all I could do. Uh, but God is faithful, and he is true, and he is good, and, uh, and he met me there, you know? So uh, he dealt with some things in my heart. Maybe another day that I come, I'll go into detail, uh, you know, with things that God spoke to me while I was uh, in quarantine. Sometimes it takes things like that to make us sit still or stand still. And the stillness is so hard sometimes, right? Especially if you're a parent, you got to go to work, you know, you got to pay the bills. And, then, and I, I'm already like, I, 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 I was sitting there, if I, you see me sitting, I'm moving my leg, I'm moving my foot, 
it's just hard. Me and stillness is, is, is you know, but uh, it's so necessary. Um, today, uh, I want to preach or bring a word, uh, and it's called like a tree. I don't. I, I was like, I don't know. What, I'm gonna be honest. I was like battling with. That. I was like, do I call it planted, rooted? Do I just call it trees, which could be a little confusing what your topic that you're talking about is, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, let me just, uh, let me just prepare the teaching. And at the end, literally, when I was about to print it out, you know, I feel like it just hit me and it was like a tree. Uh, and I want you guys to go with me to Jeremiah 17, <clears throat> verses 7 and 8. And this is what it says. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when he comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of the drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Trust is a, is, a, is, a, is a fragile thing. It takes a lifetime to build and a moment to, to destroy, right? We've all heard that phrase. We've all dealt with it in friendships and in relationships and in whatever type of, you know, relationship. You can have father, son, or husband, wife, or brother, sister, or whatever the case may be. It's so fragile, you know? Uh, and it's crazy, man, because every day you and I fail God. But yet he decides to trust, entrust you with things that are priceless. I'm here bringing a word that is, is directly from his heart, and I'm not worthy of doing that. So he entrusts you, but why is it so difficult for us to trust him? See, he, 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 calls, he, he, he calls himself faithful. He, he is faithful. And trust is, is, is an issue uh, as a believer that there is no easy way up, uh, around it. Like you're going to have to, either you trust or you don't. There's no middle ground, right? You know, either you stay on the ledge or you jump. You're not going to spend your, like you, it's impossible for, for you to be suspended, you know. No. Because if you're like this, you're not, you're not trusting God. I went to the Grand Canyon one time with my wife. Oh, what an amazing trip. And there's this, there's this place in the, in the canyon, I'm sure there's many, but we went to a place in the canyon, and there's like a ledge, right? And then on the other side of the ledge, there's another ledge, but you can't see it. So people take a picture, you know, and they're like, you know, and it looks like you're hanging off the edge of the Grand Canyon. And it literally looks like you're hanging off, off the edge. And my, when, my, when, my, when my son saw it the other day, we were looking at pictures, and he's like, oh, my God. And he almost started crying. Because he thought that, like, I literally had risked my life, you know, to take a picture. And I'm like, no, Bobby. I was like, let me explain to you. This is the way it is. There's, there's another ledge of people standing. But me and my wife did sit on the ledge of the Grand Canyon. We literally inched our way out there. I know. Uh, you could judge me if you want to. You know, that's fine. And we literally sat down. I, I, I was scared out of my mind. You know, but we just sat down. I was like, man, if a wind comes and, you know, catches, you know, uh, man, I was like, that's it, it's over. And literally, we, we hung our feet over, and you just see, I was like, but there's no way around trust. Either you do it, either you do trust in him, or you don't. If you're sitting on the ledge, you're not trusting him. As a matter of fact, sitting on the ledge is a lot scarier than just staying all the way back there. I think that that's kind of the, you know, the, the lukewarm feel. 
when you're sitting on the ledge just looking at everything that God can do, but you never jump. And trust is a fragile thing, but trust can be the most powerful thing that can happen between you and the Heavenly Father. The moment that you decide to step off the cliff, things change. Because he shows himself faithful. And even if the fall is a little longer than you would like before he catches you, he always catches you. And your life begins to change all of a sudden. And the Bible says that blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Whose hope is, whose hands is your hope in right now? Is it in your husband's hands? Is it in your wife's hands? Is it in your job's hands? Where's your hope right now? People are losing their jobs. Uh, people are getting sick. Is your hope in, in Baptist Hospital? Is it in a, 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 I don't know, an antibiotic? Where is your hope? The Bible says hope is the anchor to our faith. What are you anchored to today? What is your heart anchored to in this moment? In the middle of all the craziness, what is your heart anchored to? Ask yourself that today. Because God is, 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 is doing a work in his church now. He's doing a work in, in our hearts. He's preparing you for something. This is not just because. God didn't say, oh, you know, this didn't catch him by surprise. God didn't, God doesn't sleep. But, you know, the morning came and God was like, oh, my goodness, or oh, my me. Because he doesn't say, oh, my God. He's like, oh, my me. You know what I'm saying? That was a corny joke, right? Uh, you got to laugh at your corniness sometimes. If not, you know. Um, he doesn't do that. It didn't catch him by surprise. He wasn't like, oh, corona. No, what am I going to do? No. He's still in control. He's still seated on the throne. My question is, is your hope anchored on the one that never changes? Because everything else will change. Your appearance will change. Your friends will change. Your church will change. Everything's changing. When would you ever think, boy, that we can, we can step into a room and every room that we go to, we got to go in with the mask. I saw a meme and I was like, man, the people, uh, all, uh, all the ugly people with nice eyes, this is the time to shine. Now, now's your time. If that's you, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I think every, you know, you know, I'm not, you know, I got a beautiful wife and I'm not the best looking guy, so I got lucky, you know what I'm saying? But if you have nice eyes and the rest of your face, you know, hey, you got to milk this right now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we never thought that we would be living what we're living right now. But we're living it. And this is not the first time that something like this has happened and it won't be the last. That's why it's so important that our trust and our hope is in the Lord. I want to focus on two things here. It says that, uh, that those that trust and hope in the Lord, they shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Planted. The word planted means placed or fixed in a specific position in the ground so that it can grow or that you can grow. Specific position in the ground so that you can grow. That is the definition of planted. Uh, I walked out the other day, you know, and, my, and all of a sudden I see my, uh, my neighbor and they're digging this hole and they just planted a, a, like a mini palm tree. But everything around, like his, it looked a mess. <clears throat> it looked a mess. There was dirt everywhere. There was rocks everywhere. It was noisy. Excuse me. And it was like, it's just, it looks, it didn't look nice. It, 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 as a matter of fact, if somebody were to come, you know, that doesn't live there, they would be like, bro, this, this is horrible. Like, I would never want to move to a place like this. Because there was a pile of dirt that big. 
There was rocks all over the place. There was little bricks that they had to move in order for them to get the tree in. There was uh, tools all over the place. See, a tree was being planted. And it didn't look quite so nice. But a tree was being planted. And sometimes when we're planted somewhere, our environment looks a little different. How many, how many, how many guys know that sometimes when, you, when you're being planted, it looks a little scary. It looks a little messy. It looks a little painful. It looks like things are not in, so, in, in this great order, but in reality what's happening is that you're being planted somewhere. Yeah? Yeah? Do you guys have the, have the, have the picture? Do you guys have the images? Did you get them? Were you able to get them side by side? There you go. You see that? That's a tree on the left. They look almost the same, right? Yes? Similar? That, that tree on the left is dead. This tree is being pruned. Sometimes we get shaken because when we look in the mirror, we look like that tree. We look like that tree and we feel like that tree. So we look at ourselves and this is what we see. Oh my goodness. And immediately we're thinking, man, I'm dying. I'm going the wrong way. I'm struggling in my faith. My finances aren't right. I'm a little sick. My family's kind of distorted or disoriented. But in reality, what God is doing is this. We're being pruned. It looks similar, but it's not the same thing. One is, is death, and the other one is being prepared, being, being prepared for life and for more abundant life. When Jesus was on the cross dying, n- nobody thought, oh my goodness, this is awesome. All his disciples looked at him, hung on that cross, and they were like, no, nah, this can't be. Because sometimes a new life looks like death. As a matter of fact, most of the time, it looks like that. Or it feels like that. If not, my mo- all the moms in the room, how did it feel when you were giving birth? Did it feel like life? Or did it feel like death? Was it fun? Were you giggling? <laughs> Is that how it happened? Or was there a lot of crying and, you know, and sweating and a lot of pain and tears right before life came into the world. A woman's body changes completely. Then you get pain in your back, your feet, your, he- your ears, your hair. I never experienced it, thank God. I thank the Lord that I'm a man. Because I would have I just, oh man, that's just a scary thought. But you women... Everything around you changes when you're about to give life. And what happens sometimes is that we feel like that tree right there, but in reality, what's happening is that we're being pruned. It's important that we know that we are placed in the, in the, right, in the right position, that we are planted in the right position, in a specific position. Because you know what? Depending where you're planted, it depends where you grow roots. And depending on where you grow your roots... Is how much fruit or what fruit you're gonna give. Check this out. I'm gonna talk, tell you a few things about, about, about roots. Okay? One, roots help 
anchor the plant in the soil so it does not fall over. So this is a plant. This is my wife's plant. So I don't know if it is the same in your house. Like, I'll go out to work one day, and I'll come back, and there's, like, a new plant in the house or a new rug or all my husbands here. Can, you, can I get an amen? Is that just me? You know, or, or something. There's, a, you know, a new mug, you know, and, and this is a plant that we got for the backyard, you know. And this plant has roots. It has been placed in a pot, kind of nice pot, you know. It's cute, you know. But that pot that is placed in limits the plant and its growth. Because its roots can only go so deep. His roots can only spread so far. So where you're, where you're being placed or where you're being planted determines what type of tree, what type of plant, or how strong that tree or that plant will be. Not only that, this plant depends on me and my wife, or not me, my wife getting a cup and putting water every day if it's not raining. Right? It depends on these natural things or someone else to feed it so they can grow. But when you're planted in the right place, you don't depend on anybody else to feed you so that you can grow. Because when you're planted in the, in the right place, when you're rooted in him, he is the one that gives you life. It's not Pastor Rigo or, or Nancy or anybody else or your brother from the, from the, from the small group or, 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 or Benny Hinn or anybody else that's on TV. Because you are rooted you have been planted and rooted in the right place. This, this, this verse says, For they shall be like a tree planted by the waters. This is important where you're planted. Okay? The next thing. I want you guys to go with me to Mark 4, 16 through 17. It says this, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots... They don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Check this out. If you right now in your life or your pattern in your, in your walk with Christ is you sprint for five minutes or you sprint for two months and then you go away and you go away for three months. And then you sprint for another three months and then, and then, you, go, and then you go away for another month and a half. If that's the pattern in your life, then you need to check your roots. Because the, the Bible is saying that if you are not rooted, every time problems come or a crisis comes or persecution comes, it looks different to, for everybody. Right now we're living crisis. Right now we're living troubles. This is not something that's fun. Being, being locked up and having to wash your hands 30 times a day and, and, and not hugging. Come, like I gave, I gave uh, uh, Rigo a hug over there. I was like, man, I love it. I gave my friend. I, I'm a hugger. This whole thing, like, it frustrates me. It's just, it's, it frustrates me. You know what I'm saying? So what happens is that if we don't become people that are rooted and our, deep skull, and our roots go deep, then you know what's going to happen? Any little crisis or trouble is going to knock us down. In, in another verse it says that we fall down. It falls down. Let me ask you a question. Who are the people that fall down the most when they're walking? Babies. Babies. If you want to grow up and mature in the things of God, you need to get rooted. If we continue falling, if we're falling more than we're walking, then you're a baby in the things of God. 
and you need to mature and you need to grow. And those roots need to go deep so that you can get strong. You hear me? There's nothing wrong with stumbling, but it's supposed to be walking, 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 stumble. It's not supposed to be stumble, 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 walk. You hear me? The next thing that it does, write this down. Endurance, because in order for you to have, deep, in order for you, if you, when you have deep roots, you endure things. Endurance is not a distance thing. It's a depth thing. The deeper your roots go, the more you can endure. You hear me? The deeper your roots go, the more you can endure. The roots also act like straws absorbing water and minerals from the soil. They also store extra food for future use. The deeper the roots go, the more nutrients and, 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 and food it can store for future use. Yes? Joseph's story. You know, Joseph, we know he had a dream. You know, the, he, the famine was coming, so there was, there was a time of abundance. And what did he do? He stored food, right? Yes? I'm not talking to myself, right? Come on, guys. Yes? yes. Can't see your facial expressions. This is, as a preacher that, that, that really likes, like, feedback, this is horrible. Like, with mask on, you're like, did they like what I said? Are they, are they receiving? Are they listening? You know? A lot of the times, we don't endure because we are, we, 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 our roots are not deep enough to feed, us, to, to feed us or strengthen us to get through the process that we need to get through. How deep are your roots? How deep are your roots? Where were you planted? Or where are you planted now? And are your roots going deep? Another thing that this speaks to me about is about community. I'm the type of person, I, 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 if, I don't like church hopping. I'm not saying that God can't move you from one community to another. But if you are moving a community, from community to community every two years, Oh, no, pastors, I'm a missionary. No, you're not. Don't give me that. You're not a missionary. You just don't want to grow roots. And later on, we're going to talk about some of the challenges that sometimes happen in growing roots. But stop church hopping, man. Oh, no, is that that brother? You know, I don't, I don't, me and him don't see eye to eye theologically. Um, or, uh, you know what? I don't like how he he uh, talks. He's too loud. Oh, I don't like that he's very blunt. Or he annoys me or she annoys me or I can't stand this. Man, who told you that you have to like everybody that you're around? The people that make you grow are not the ones that are easy to get along with. The people that make you grow are the ones that are hard for you to get along with. Because everybody can do the right thing when everything is right. But when things start falling apart, then it's a little harder. It takes a little bit of character. It takes a little bit of courage. It takes a little bit of faith. It takes a little bit of boldness to be able to live out the things that we read every day in the word. So stop running around from church to church and, and plant, yourself within, in, plant yourself in a community so that you guys can grow. You hear me? You can grow on your own. You can read the word. You can, you can allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. You can find treasures in the, in the, in, in, in the scriptures. But who, you're learning all that for what? To talk to yourself in the mirror? 
What are you going to do? Max, I want to confront you. Okay, tell me, brother, what can, what, what's wrong? How did I offend you? Uh, no. The things that we learn, the things that, we, that God reveals to us in his word is so that we can live it with others because just like you need growth, they need growth. Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3. That's always difficult to say, 1 through 3, at least for me. This is what it says. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the river. It's a theme here, guys. Like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. It's that last part is saying the exact same thing we just read in the other scripture. Yeah? Check this out. Blessed is the man, and then he's going to tell you who is the man that is blessed. Yes? Who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, who nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scorn, scornful. So he, he, he's not giving you a way out, right? If you're walking, if you're standing, or if you're sitting in a place or with people that you're not supposed to be doing it with, that's not good for you. Because that's not the blessed man. It kind of reminds me in Proverbs 3, 6 when it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, you know. Walking, standing, sitting, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever been to, like, South American cities or Central American cities or, or, or a third world country. Have you guys been there? How are the roads in those places? Right? No? Man, I, the first time I went to Colombia, to Barranquilla, I, I was born in Colombia. I know it doesn't look like it. It always surprises people when, when we're talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, my favorite plate is arroz con coco, con, con lengua, and salsa, and tostones, con un poquito de suero. It's like, oof. Oh. They're like, you're, you're Colombian? I'm like, yeah. Oh, I thought you were Dominican or Puerto Rican. I thought I love Dominicans and Puerto Ricans, but I'm Colombian. And I'm proud to be Colombian. How many Colombians in the house? Anybody? There you go, two of you. All right, good. Hey, hey, hey. I forgot what I was going to say. It says this, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. When you go in Colombia and you're, you're in that road, you're like, oh my God. Because over there, they don't have the same resources we have here in the United States, right? How many of you guys have, have lived here in Miami for a while? If there's something in Miami that's constant, it's rain, heat, and construction. Yes? Can we get an amen? amen? Construction everywhere you go. So my question is, why isn't, why aren't the roads in Colombia the same as the roads here? Because it depends on who's, who's the one making the roads. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And in another, in another version, it says that he will make a way. He will make your ways. Who's making your path? Is your road full of bumps, and you're getting sick, and you're getting tired, and, you, and, you, and it takes you two hours to get to a place that it should take you 15 minutes? Who's making your paths? 
Are you acknowledging in him when you're walking, when you're standing, and when you're sitting? Because when you acknowledge him when you're standing, when you're walking, and when you're sitting, then he says that he makes your ways. And he's going to make your ways. It's not going to be easy, but he's going to make your way perfect because he's a good father. And he's a good God. So if you're struggling in the way that you're taking, you need to consider if you're acknowledging him in all, in all the things that you do. And you're standing, you're sitting, and you're walking. Are we acknowledging God? A lot of the times, the people of Israel, it should have taken a lot shorter. But because they didn't acknowledge him, even though they saw him work, they didn't acknowledge him. They took a lot longer. And sometimes, unfortunately, my brothers and sisters, we're in the desert longer than we need to be there because we don't acknowledge him when we need to acknowledge him. Mark 11, 12 through 14. And then we're going to read um, 20 and 21. This is what it says. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for the figs, not for figs. Uh, in response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Now verse 20 says this. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. I've always, uh, the first time I read this, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, it says, He says, when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season to fix. So what's, what's, like, what, why is Jesus mad? Like, why does he curse the tree? If it's not the season for that fig tree to bear fruit. So why do you curse it? Have you guys asked yourself that question before? Like, so why, why? It doesn't make sense. You know, God works in seasons and, you know, and he's made season, season for everything under the sun. So if this is the season for the fig tree not to bear fruit, why is Jesus cursing a tree that's doing what it's supposed to do? I'm going to read something really quick. John 15, verse 1 through 5. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. That it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken over you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit for itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can't do nothing. Jesus comes he sees the fig tree. He says he's hungry. He sees the fig tree. Oh, man. He gets to the fig tree, and he says it has leaves, but there's no fruit. Jesus, before the tree, sees it has no fruit. He's like, no one will ever eat fruit from you again. Curses the tree. The next day they come, and it's withered. From the roots, it's withered. Why? If it wasn't the season for this tree to bear fruit, why is Jesus cursing it? Because Jesus is divine. 
And if the vine is there, then it needs to bear fruit. You hear me? If the vine is there, it needs to bear fruit. Whether it's in season or out of season. When you abide in him and he abides in you, it doesn't matter what season we're living in. It doesn't matter if we're living corona. It doesn't matter if we're living depression. It doesn't matter if we're living, you know, stress. It doesn't matter what we're living. If you are abiding in him and he is abiding in you, the vine, you are connected, you are together, you are one, then you will bear fruit. It doesn't matter what season it is. Winter, fall, summer, it doesn't matter if it's supposed to bear fruit or it's not supposed to bear fruit. If you are connected to the vine, if you are connected to the vine in Corona, Corona, coronavirus season, I don't know how long, how long has it been? Since March, right? So five months, almost six months, depends who you're asking. I don't know how long this is going to last, but I want to tell you this could be the most fruitful season you've ever lived. I don't care if we're in quarantine and we have masks on. This is the time that you can shine the brightest. And the time that you can show the love of God more than ever when you can't even touch people. How crazy would that be that in the, in the, in the season that we're not able to even to, to love on each other with physical touch and hug them and say I love you and, and get close and, and celebrate people on birthdays. That this would be the season that the love of God will spread the most. I'm going to finish uh, with this. You guys can come up with the worship team. Whatever you guys want. <clears throat> or, or one of you guys with the piano or guitar. It doesn't matter. I'm going to let me get some water, please. You guys are good? You guys are receiving? So, the one good thing about coronavirus, I lost like 14 pounds, and I, and I needed it. I, I don't recommend that diet um, or that weight, weight loss program, but <laughs> I dropped some weight. But before that, I have been going to the gym, and one of the things that I have been doing is I have been running. In my complex, we have two lakes, and uh, it's, it's beautiful to like run by there, and it's like, it's just relaxing, and, and I, I don't like running, but... It clears my mind that I'm able to talk to God and have conversation with him, you know. Uh, so I'm running, and that day it was super windy. And I don't know if you guys have either ridden, ran or, or ridden bike. Wind is not uh, your friend when you're going against it, but whatever. So it's windy, and I look up, and I see the palm trees, and they're like swaying. And I'm like, man, um, this is one strong. And I feel, I feel like I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. And he says, he's like, you're like that palm tree. You will bend, but you won't break. So I'm like, okay. I know I've talked a lot about trees. I'm not a botanist. You know, like, that's not what I studied. I went to school for. You know, I, I don't know plants. I just did my research. And, 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 this, and this thing kind of just hit me, just stuck with me. And then I'm, I'm running a little further. And I see another one and it's swaying. But this one has coconuts. And I'm like, maybe I should run a little bit. Like to the right, I'm not gonna try try to get a concussion here running. Like, how do you, oh, how do you die? Oh, he, death by coconut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is that? 
Yeah, well, he was running and he got hit by a coconut and, and there he went. So I'm like, <laughs> it just stood out to me, you know what I'm saying? Like those two things. First, I felt like I heard the voice of God and then the, the coconut thing stood out. So when I get home, I, you know, I get, I get on my phone and I started researching a little bit of palm trees. And, and it's crazy. How many of you guys have been in a hurricane before? Or in a tropical storm? When you look outside and you, and you have palm trees by your house, those palm trees sway. I'm talking about they don't stand like this or like this. Sometimes you see them and they're like, like their branches are touching the ground of how much is being bent. Right? And it's crazy because when I started doing research, this is what it says about palm trees. That palm trees were made to bend in the middle of a, the craziest storm they were made they were they were made the way they were created they were created to bend but not break not only that but every time the storm comes the violent winds the rain and it bends the tree almost to a point that you're looking man this thing is dead every time it gets bent like that it says that the roots spread out and go deeper so this means that palm tree is a palm tree but every time a wind a violent wind and a storm comes yes and bends the tree once that storm passes the roots are deeper and the tree is stronger So I was like, wow, Lord, now it makes sense. You bend, but you don't break. But then there's this, still this thing about the coconuts that was still lingering in my head. I'm like, yeah. So I started reading about the seed of the palm tree. And some of the palm trees, they have their seed. But the thing is that if that seed drops and goes into the ground near the palm tree where it came, fell from, it won't grow. Because palm trees need a certain distance from the tree that they come from. They need a certain distance in order for them to grow healthy. So check this out. The winds come. We were supposed to have uh, I think a tropical storm, right? Or something like that, or a hurricane. Thank God it didn't come, but whatever. I think it's going to hit the keys. Every time a wind comes and bends the tree, you know what happens to those, those, those coconuts or those seeds? The wind takes them. And it falls... 100 yards, 50 yards, 200 yards, a mile, two miles, three miles away from the tree that it came from. A place that it would have never gotten to if it wasn't for the storm. A place that it would have never reached if it wasn't for the violent winds. A place that it would have never known if it wasn't for the storms and the, and, and the, and the, and the winds and the rains. What are you living right now? Are you living a storm? Are you living violent winds? Is there a, a hurricane or, or, or in your life right now? Is this corona thing messing you up? Can you feel the winds of life hitting you over and over and over again? Are you bending over like that palm tree? And then I read Psalms 92, 12. And this is what it says. <laughs> the righteous shall flourish 
like a palm tree. I would have never thought that me running two and a half miles would hit me so hard. We're living a tough season, a season of storms and a season of, 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 of pain and sometimes fear. And the winds are blowing. But the word says that the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. You will flourish in this season, church. You will flourish in this season. You will flourish in the season. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. So we're like, oh, hold on, man. But it's only the righteous. And we've been reading scripture. We read it in Jeremiah. Yes? And all the others. And we read it. And it says, blessed is the man that... He that refrains from the wicked in your standing, in your walking, in your sitting, is like a tree planted. So some, some, there's a connection between righteousness, yes, and blessing. Righteousness and endurance. Righteousness and strength. Now, I'm not preaching a gospel that works. Because the the work has been finished. But what I'm telling you is that we, if we want to live the life that God has called us to live, that we need to live a life set apart for Him. We need to stop preaching that watered-down gospel that says, oh no, God, God is love. Yes, He's love. But He's also Righteous. And every father wants their child to look like him. Huh? Parents? When they're born? Ay, que lindo. Igualito, papa. Just like his dad. And then, every, and then you, the other parent gets, no, no, no. But you see that wrinkle on the forehead? That's mine. Look, 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 look. That wrinkle is just like mine. Because every parent desires their son or daughter to look like them or to act like them or to live like them or even better. And we have a good father. And Jesus said it. Why did he say that greater things you would do? Why? Because he, he, the Bible says that he only speaks when he hears the father speak. So when Jesus says this, greater things you will do than I will do. It's an expression of the father's heart saying, son, daughter, I want you to do, I want you to look like daddy. I want you to do greater things. My heart's desire is that you will live the things that I've called you to live. But in order for us to do that, we need to make a decision to walk and live in righteousness. Now, what's the definition of, of righteousness? It means good standing, but the Bible always says, also says this. A righteous man falls, what, seven times and seven times he gets back up. So it's not just being good standing, but it's also standing every time you fall. Because every time you fall, you're like, oh man, I, I, oops, I did it again. I fell down. You get scratches on your, on, your, on your shoulders, on your elbow, on your knees. You're all beat up. And you don't want to get up because like, man, how many times am I going to fail him? How many times am I going to get it wrong? When am I finally going to do things right? Hey. 
And then all of a sudden, a strength comes within you and says, Son, daughter, I love you. I love you right where you're at. Come on. In Colombia, they say, Upa, Upa, Upa. It means, pick me up, Daddy. Pick me up, I need you. If you've got it wrong seven times, I got news for you. I get it wrong seven times, more than seven times in a day. Get back up, righteous man. Get back up, righteous woman. Because you will flourish like a palm tree in this season. I want to I wanna speak life into you and tell you that the best days of your life are here. That they're not behind you and that they're not far away. That they're here. They're here in the middle of this craziness that we're living in the middle of mask and hand sanitizer. <laughs> Just close your eyes wherever you're at. Just close your eyes and tell them. Caught up in this holy moment, I never want to leave. Oh, hey, hey. oh, I'm not here for blessing. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. Anything that you can do, I just want you. Oh, Jesus, I just want you and nothing else, and nothing else, nothing else will do. Nothing else would do. I just want you. And nothing else. Oh, yeah. And nothing else, Jesus. Nothing else would do. I just want you. Oh, and nothing else. And nothing else, Jesus.
that I've learned in this season that God likes working in secret you know we can't call people here to the front and have like that emotional experience and lay hands and all that stuff but I believe that there's more power in making a decision that's not so flashy but that it's real I don't know about you man but I've been challenged in this season like in very few before like me and you're not satisfied with what you see in you and what you see around you if you realize that you have been planted in the wrong place and your roots are not deep like you thought they were if you realize that you haven't acknowledged him in all of your ways and and today you say father god i just want you jesus I don't have all the answers. I don't have the formula to do this and to that. But I know that the only thing that I want is you. Because you are the vine. And we are the branches. And apart from you, we cannot do anything. So if that is you, right where you're at, just close your eyes. And have a moment with God right now. Just come on. Forget about the person that's to your left. Forget about the person that's to your right. Forget about me. I know I'm talking, but just draw me out and just begin to have a conversation. I know this is a word that people don't like to use nowadays, but we need, if you need to repent, then repent. Repent. All, all it means is that you're going in one direction and you say, well, I'm going in the wrong way. And you turn around, you say, I need to go the opposite way. And you start walking the opposite way. That's all repentance means. And today, maybe you need to say, Father, I repent. Forgive me. Forgive me for not believing you. Forgive me for not acknowledging you. Forgive me for not trusting you. Forgive me for planting myself in something like my job or my marriage or or money or, or whatever it is or lust. Forgive me for being rooted in things that don't allow me to be strong and endure. Today, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you, I acknowledge you and if that is you, just have that conversation right where you're at Father, forgive me for not acknowledging you in all my ways today, my God, I I repent Father God from the rebellion and and the pride and the fear today, my God I turn to you turn to you I want to be that tree planted by the rivers of water that bears fruit in season and out of season that can endure the heat and the famine and the droughts I want to be that tree planted by the rivers of water walking in righteousness
What's your name, man? Esteban? Theo? That's a cool name. So this is, man, I'm just going to tell you what I, what I just heard. And you take it before God, man, and, you know, and let the Holy Spirit testify. But I, 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 the phrase that I saw is stop hesitating. Stop hesitating. He is faithful. And everything that he has promised and spoken over you, he will do. He's not, <clears throat> he's not the men in your life that have failed you. Father, I thank you for Dale. I thank you for what you've done in his heart today. I thank you, my God, because you love him dearly. And I pray right now your love would just invade his heart. Invade every betrayal, every abuse. And begin to heal him, my God. whatever man has failed in that you would restore my God and make new I declare my God that he will be a, a testimony of your love father and that he will go my God and speak to young men father God about the love of a father that never fails but about an unconditional love that found him where he was at I bless him, my God. As a father, I bless him, Father God. And I declare, my God, he will do great things in your kingdom, Father. I declare, my God, your protection over him, Father God, like I would pray over my own child, my God. I declare, Father God, that his foot will not stumble, my God. I pray, Father God, that wherever he goes, you are with him, my God. I declare the favor, your favor upon him, Father God. I declare long life, my God. I declare him, Father God, I declare disease away from him, Father God, and sickness away from him, my God. I declare, Father God, that you will cover him and be with him wherever he goes, my God. And people will ask him, I don't understand. Why are you the way you are? Like, I don't understand. And he's going to be like, it's because of my father. I thank you for Dale's life, my God. I thank you, Father. I'm going to tell you something, man. <clears throat> I just feel like you're anointed, man. Your hands. And I see like a... <clears throat> variety of instruments 
And that's not even one, it's just a variety of instruments. I feel like you have a, a, an ability. Were you playing the drums last time it came? Well, I see. Oh. <laughs> well, that's what I feel like God has anointed you. When your hands and the gift that He's given you touch any instrument, I feel like there's a connection with heaven. But never be grateful, never be more grateful for the gift than for the one who gave it to you. Because gifts are irrevocable. What he's given you is yours. But his presence can never be imitated. And that only comes from one place, in the secret place. Can I pray for you guys? And we'll close. Is that all right? I mean, I got to go home, so I got to do it anyways, but still. Just asking to make you feel special. It's always an honor to be here, man. I feel like it's so easy to just, just feel like this. I don't even know how to explain it, man. You know how the United States has embassies like all over the world? That's kind of what I feel with Nest. That's what, that's what the church is supposed to be, right? But I feel like you are ambassadors for the kingdom just close your eyes Father I thank you for what you're doing for what you've done in this place today all glory and all honor to you Jesus my king we lift you up we lift you up in this place we lift you up lift you up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I bless every family in Nest Church, my God. And those that are here that are not part of Nest, I bless each and every person in this place, my God. And I declare, my God, that we were singing right now, I just want you, that that would be the cry of our hearts, my God, in this season. I just want you I just want you. I just want you. I pray, my God, for an increase, Father God, of passion and desire for your presence, for your word, for your kingdom. Father, I want to bless my, my friend and brother, Pastor Ego. Thank you for his life, my God. Him and his wife, his children. I pray, my God, open heavens right now where they're at. I pray that you lift his arms and Nancy's arms up, my God, and strengthen them, Father. Oh, my God, a fresh wind of your spirit in them eyes, Father. Fresh wind. 
fresh wind, a fresh wind. Pastor Regal, I don't even know if you're watching, man, but I see that God is changing your, your clothes. He's changing what you're wearing, man. This, it's a new season for you and your family, man. Family, man, he's changing your garments. And the Lord says that he gives it to you because you've never asked for it. Because you've never longed for it. He gives it to you because what you've always wanted is him. but you oh my God you saw what no one else saw so thank you I love you Father I love you Daddy I love you I love you I love you we honor you Jesus thank you Holy Spirit In Jesus name we pray Amen Love you guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any more announcements. No. Guys, uh, I bless you and have an amazing, amazing week. Ask, ask him for more passion for him. Ask him, ask him. There's nothing better than when a son says, Daddy, can we hang out? Daddy, my son always said, Daddy, can we go play basketball? Daddy, you want to play Beyblades? I don't know. Some of you guys don't know what that is this you want to do that and I love it I love it when he asks me and then we're in the car like daddy I love hanging out with you so ask him to put that passion in your heart if it's not there already and if it's there already ask him to increase it amen love you guys be blessed